Are we wow, starting John, soon? I want to hear. I want to hear that version, John. Oh, sorry, I was thrown off because your audio. I am. Uh, playing use the shit. I out. thought that, that was, was weird. <laughs> well, you were playing yeah. last episode. You weren't playing the audio. The last yeah. episode started playing for some reason. That's weird. I was wondering Sorry, why your extra... I was wondering why the intro jingle was two hours and twenty minutes long. <laughs> what like, do you think? Should we just long, should we just play the previous episode in place of this one and not do oh, a new recording? Oh, Same time, be genius. Oh man, we, we get the we money. Could be done with the podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we each Go get about what, our we, we, what do we get for each episode? Like two hundred fifty thousand. That's what you guys are getting, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what some some of you are getting. Oh, so if we take a page out of the Unity playbook and just start uh, playing episodes in place of other episodes and charging for that, we'll make more money for our way more wallet. We should charge people per listen. We should charge people per, per listen. Yeah, per per syllable of the listen. That's that's dangerous. What if what if it costs people twenty cents for the roundtables, and then another twenty cents for the news? I think it'll work. And every time um, they listen to it, they have to uh, pay it, right? We'll lose. Absolutely. We'll lose a yeah. few complainers, but you know, per listen, uh, the whales, as I like to call them, will stay around. Hey, uh, by the way, everybody, welcome. The Broken Campfire Podcast. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there, everybody. Uh, let on. us know what you think about our monetization schemes. Uh, Wait, this is on We're joined. Yeah, man. All this has been live. Shit. I've been recording for like the last hour. Uh, oh, please. All, all that stuff you said. I can't edit anyway. this out. No, no, it just, it's just not possible. This is all the intro. Uh yeah, we are joined by everybody. Me, John Flash, Greg, and not Vito. Oh boy, it's crazy Where because Vito was the only person Vito was the only person to go out of his way to say that he would be good for today. Yeah, I mean I was always it was not a question. I was gonna be good. I just kept forgetting to message the group. I was happy, you know, like twelve hours ago when Vito messaged, Hey guys, I'm good today. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah it's nice. on you guys. I I felt the deceit. <laughs> and then, like an hour and a half ago, Vita was like, "God, I'm fucking stuck in traffic. I I think I could be there at this time, and then I gotta leave. Like, like at this time. It's like, oh, okay. So, uh, Vita may be here for a bit today. No, I wouldn't count on it. Um, he's flying from Italy straight into his apartment. He's actually doing uh, a uh, a uh, like an ODST orbital drop from the plane, right? To at the, the top studio. of at the top of uh, Sears Tower in Midtown Manhattan, where he lives in his penthouse, and he's going to be online, maybe on air for a bit, and then fly immediately back to Italy for important business. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I think, at least in the news front, there's been quite a development in the last week at Nintendo Direct, as well as some leaks and such to talk about. Before we get to any of that business, we'll start with a good old Flask. Me again. Flask, I know, you, I know you've been consuming 
some diverse amount of content. Uh, I won't spoil it for the listeners, except to say it does not include Baldur's Gate 3. Please confirm or deny. Um, you know, they do say to always deny everything. Uh, but I am going to get out in front of this and get out there and say, confirm, I have not been playing Baldur's Gate 3. All right, not so we week. will timestamp uh, Flask's roundtable for you guys, uh, just, so, just so you're aware. Why will you do that? Don't worry about it. But what what do you have to talk about? Okay. Um I have started playing Starfield. Um Nice. I don't I'm not that far in, so I don't have that much to say about it, but I have, you know, begun my journey through um space and all the shit that's what's, in uh, it. What's the gist? Your background, your traits, what's what's your what are you going for? Um I'm trying to do like a well. I'm I'm like diplomat, I think is the like the class. <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying to go for like a persuasion. You're going for a talky guy. Yeah, talky good um, guy. However, the the shooting and killing and murdering people is fun enough that I may do like sort of a a combined try to talk my way out of situations whenever I can, but also carry a big stick. By and by that I mean gun, space gun. So I may have that dual sort of uh, yeah, dude. specialization going on. I'm probably having the most fun when I'm blasting dudes. Hell yeah. Yeah, it just yeah, feels good I... to kill. You know, I feel like... I mean, it does feel good to kill. It feels um, right. I feel like what a lot of people, I guess, maybe got out of Skyrim, I'm getting out of this, and I didn't get out of Skyrim. I, I really just like walking around and looking at space stuff. Not sure at least cool. empty craters, but like... You know the different yeah. cities and stuff. You know, I'm like, you know, I, I even downloaded a mod so I can walk slightly faster. I will say that just uh, dog shit. It's just stupid. For as much talk as, uh, as there is about all the generic locations and repeated planets and all that is completely true. The areas they chose to focus on, like Neon City and New Atlantis, are are pretty cool. Like they're designed well. Oh yeah, there's a uh, few ne- more. Neon, neon even... especially, I really like Neon and. Uh, I stepped foot in a Aquila City. Aquila is a good one. That's where I'm doing some yeah, that was, that, right now. That was pretty cool. There, yeah. There's definitely some cool there. Some good shit there. Um. Also, um, it, as far as what I'm willing to do, I'm I'm sort of going like a generally, um, I don't know, Paragon sort of playthrough with like savviness, space savviness. Where I'm willing to do things that some people might consider unscrupulous if it doesn't hurt anybody, uh, because you know I need the credits, right? Everybody needs credits. I need some credits yeah, in my pocket, need just credits. like anybody else. Credits make the world go round. So that's I'm kinda, willing to. That's kind of generally how I'm doing too. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like a paladin where I'm like, no, that's evil to take this package from one person to another, and I'm also not like, um going to be killing people for money or something like that. I'm just, you know, playing the... Well, I mean, what if they're bad people, though? What if they're bad? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. They like, do need like to be example, from this galaxy. I'll be vague. I'll be very vague. It's not important, but there's a side quest. Um, I chose to join, quote-unquote, join a gang. I was clear that I wasn't joining. I was just helping them to kill another worse gang that I thought was worse. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That That's like an example of, like, 
probably not something a, a Paragon guy would probably do, but I did. And it did pay off in Paragon feeling ways, of course, if you do it right. You know, okay. That's funny. I think I've been actually avoiding that because, well, I'm not necessarily playing like a Paragon good guy. You know, I just got a long haul trucker. I'm just a guy trying to make an honest book. I just had been, yeah. I, just, I was just avoiding that side quest. I'm like, I don't want to join any gang. In some other quests, I had like a bad yeah, run in with one of those guys, like with one of the guys that they were after. Right. And I had some reason to think, like, oh, yeah, these guys are like worse than normal. You know what I mean, right. They're like reavers and shit. Right. Um, yeah, it all depends on how it's presented, I guess. <laughs> but I, I don't have uh, much more to say about it right now because, again, I'm, I'm still fairly early. Okay. Um, as for other things I've been doing, I also did play the second DLC for Golden Idol Mysteries, or the case of the Golden Idol, but they present it as Golden Idol Mysteries, colon, the Lemurian Vampire as the second DLC. I don't DLC. Really understand why you guys keep playing these. They just keep making the horse, the, the you know, the culprit. It's not like you, gotta try, <laughs> you just put a horse in and then it goes bing. <laughs> you just, go you just put one. horse for, you, you fill in horse for every single empty Yeah, well, it's a word. multi-purpose word, you know. <laughs> yeah, you could be horsing around. Right. You could be horse like your throat is horse. Exactly. Yep. Um, so aside from the horse being the answer to everything, um, yeah, the first, the, like the first scenario, there's again, three, like the last DLC, there are three, um, little vignettes to complete. Um, the first one dumps you right into the challenge of like, assign all these f- names, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> like it just, it, it does not pull any punches right away. Um, so it took time to sort of warm my brain up, but I also did the thing where I operated for a long time on like a misunderstanding in that first one. So that hindered a whole section of the puzzle. And that is one of the things they say. And like the, if you go to look for a hint, um, which I, I did complete uh, both DLCs without using any hints. But if you go to look for one, one of the um, pieces of advice is, did you like analyze your or did you like challenge your biases like did you do, are you challenge did you challenge what you think you already know and that is great advice because like sometimes you can get caught you can get caught by something that you think you know for sure and then you realize you haven't re you know uh evaluated that in a while and that's the thing that got you that's the thing that was keeping you from from answering properly um but yeah after that point uh like in 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 the two uh, successive vignettes as well, the answers were a little guessy for my liking, but that could also be explained uh, okay. by by me not being very smart. I don't know if it was me or the game, but it seemed like some of the stuff was get. I did eventually get them all, as I said, without hints. But it did sometimes feel like I was stretching to be like, I guess what could have happened is this, and then that would be correct. I'd be like, it wasn't exactly like I deduce that naturally organically i just sort of reached out to that limb of like what if this is what happened you know what i mean sure um all that smell that and so So maybe maybe not as like elegantly crafted as some of the original game's best cases yeah maybe not and that could i mean that kind of would make sense if if 
they didn't have enough develop not enough but didn't have as much development time as the main game or um there wasn't quite as much a, a fervent uh, attention to detail or something like that um you know these dlcs come came out with a few months you know it's all right it's 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 not there's nothing like broken there's nothing wrong it's just maybe a little more stretchy than the main game yeah and uh oh and what i said initially about like it just throwing you in the deep end right away with this dlc the two mm -hmm. dlcs do basically form one full story that complements the main game's story so mm -hmm. um if you haven't if anyone hasn't already played like the first dlc you can just like the two dlcs again form one story basically right um which is a prequel to the the main game story um which i always like when when they put out dlcs that aren't only their own thing but are kind of like connected and they form like a whole like they basically come to form an expansion more than more than dlcs individually that's cool but uh so that's why it's kind of like hard right away anyway golden idol lemurian lemurian vampire okay uh, uh yeah i guess uh would you say it's a necessary addition to the to the game as in uh, would you say somebody who might be somebody who's interested in the game you would say hey friend you should also get this for sure not confidently i think it's not necessary that's that's not the word i would use no um okay. because it doesn't do thing it doesn't really like uh change up the formula um it doesn't really present really fascinating new variations to puzzles it's kind of mm -hmm. the same stuff that you were getting just more of it um still fun still challenging uh but just it's it's one of the kind of more of the same dlcs it's that variety and uh okay. also story-wise as i said it's a prequel so it's just filling in the backstory it's not really expounding on anything that you've already witnessed <laughs> not that story was like the the selling point of this game in the first place but um so not necessary no but good so good um, uh as okay. for what else i've done i also played another game that i had uh, i had previously played the demo of this one and talked about it a little bit this is uh koa and the five pirates of Mara. And this is a pleasant 3D platformer with uh, many colors and goofy characters for the kids to enjoy as well as I. And I think this one's actually a sequel to a, a farming sim game or something like that. But I ain't, I ain't interested in a farming sim game. I just wanted to play the 3D platformer because uh, that's a genre I really like. I just want to jump around and roll around and it has fun movement uh, and it has platforming courses. It's like a game full of platforming courses and it's set on a series of islands um, that you drive a boat between to, to visit. Uh, uh -huh. So there's a little bit of, a little bit of uh, seafaring. And then uh, there's also bosses, of course, at the end of each uh, island. And then you go back to the hub island and you can buy cosmetics or help the townsfolk uh, put their island back together. 
and it's very pleasant. It's just a just a the, the, that is the key word is a pleasant experience. It's like um, Crash Bandicoot a little bit with like Mario movement. Um, you got the the jumping and the rolling and the you can do like like high jump long jumps rather and you can be speedy, which is cool. There's there's time trials on every single level, so you can challenge yourself and you get some rewards sort of for being speedier. Um, let's you buy more stuff at the back of the hub, the hub. Yeah, I'm looking at the Arch Watch the trailer on Steam. This looks like a pretty, as you said, pleasant game. Yes, it's just a relaxing time. Well, I should say it's a relaxing time aesthetically, but it can actually get fairly challenging if you're trying to have any sense of like, if you're if you are challenging yourself even slightly to be speedy and efficient, then it can be challenging as the game goes on. It starts off very easy, but then gets more challenging. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It's only like um, a few, uh, five, six hours, something like that, I think ended up being. Um, it's it's like 20 bucks now, but I think I, I think I got it on sale when it first came out. I don't know. But yeah, Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara. All right. Okay. Koa and the My Five type of game. Pirates of Mara. I yes. recommend... A flash yeah. platforming master. If you like that kind of stuff, of course. And uh, lastly, I want to bring up a topic. Bring up it. I want to bring a topic to the group's opinion. Jesus Christ! I want to bring up a topic to get the group's opinion on it. That's what I meant to say. Um, All right, that's fine. But the only rule is it's not allowed to be about a platformer. Well, uh, whose roundtable is next? <laughs> No, yeah, I'm this good. is actually about Psychonauts 2, um, the sequel to Psychonauts. So as you guys know, I backed Psychonauts 2 after the FIG campaign first launched. You're what we um, call the Psychonaut man. I'm, Psycho I'm a psycho nutter. Yeah. Um, I was a backer, and then over the next few years, they slowly sent out the backer rewards, both digital and physical. Well, you might be surprised to learn that they still have not finished sending out all of the rewards in 2023. Keep in mind, this game released two years ago uh, in 2021. Released two years ago. Aren't they owned by Microsoft now? Am I crazy? Yes, Double Fine is owned by Microsoft, yes. So so what what's the fucking deal? Like <laughs> uh according to what them they they've give? just encountered they still have a bunch of stuff to give actually like physical copies of the game um art books, plushies, uh other paraphernalia. Um I think they still have like posters and shirts and stuff to send out maybe. There's still a bunch of stuff to send out. Um and the plushies even aren't like done yet all of them i don't know there's two plushies i think and they're still not even finished with the apparently according to them the reasoning is just like not undefined issues they've encountered with production of these items um so they kind of they're not like shirking the response they're shut not shunting off the responsibility but they are saying like oh we encountered hurdles we encountered difficulties that's what they're saying we don't know what those are exactly but I assume it's business related. It was, it's it's still a bad look considering so many other companies do get stuff out or at least like have better communication about that stuff. And 
Double Fine has a history of this kind of thing, of being late on things, not delivering. Um, so I personally am still owed my, uh, still owed one of my tears rewards, which is a physical copy of the game, Psychonauts 2. Um, I was reminded and you're of this. Psychonauts themed uh, service revolver, right? I guess in that still. <laughs> That's not in the game. You use your mind, not a gun. Oh, uh, you must, uh, yeah, <laughs> mind gun? Mind, yeah. Uh, Psy. Psy revolver? Psy. Psy bullet? I don't know. Psygon? Psygon. Oh my god, that's anime. Psygon. Um, yeah, I was reminded of, of that reward by a backer update email that I received recently about that reward finally going out to people and they included uh, included a short video with Tim Schafer showing off a bunch of the outgoing rewards the stuff i already mentioned the key point for me was seeing what i assume is the form that the physical copy of psychonauts 2 will take which is what will be coming my way uh it appears they will be sending me the game along with a copy of the original psychonauts on a psychonauts themed usb drive and that drive will be inside a small metal tin with a psychonauts 2 printed sleeve over the tin and also the with names a pipe of the bomb two games strapped right next to it right so you stop bothering them <laughs> what so, the fuck dude that's so, so weird yeah that's Why actually USB? i wanted to ask i don't know how to feel about this exactly because I know we've gotten away from disks for PC. I don't even have a disk drive on my PC. Nowadays, it's common to sell the game on a USB stick. Usually, I would, I think, last time I got a USB is stick. That, is that common? Like, common? A, yeah. Yeah. Is that, that common? Wow, that's weird. I did not you, think that wait, was like, you, a common thing at all. I did not, know, I did not know that crazy. at all. So, like, I believe you can still, you can still buy case games, like, for PC. And, like, when you open up the case well, of the USB stick. No, 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 no. So Not I so much. If, I think if you buy a normal copy, you'll get a game code. I think if you do yeah. like a special edition, like I think Starfield, I believe the special edition came with a USB that had the game on it or something like that. Be yeah. a big USB. That's actually more the answer I was going for, where it's still all three. I think you can still get discs, maybe, or maybe that's dead. But you can definitely get either code, like John is saying, or USB. Yeah, those are two options that do exist. Um. But my thing is like, okay, so that's one thing. Nah, but a small, a small metal yeah. tin, not a case, yeah, not a that's, game case. That just well, seems strange. Depends what the definition of small is. It's like, uh, large, maybe a little bit larger than a pack of playing cards. I don't know. Oh, it's that like, is really small. Never mind. Yeah, well, pretty small. And and to be fair, it's for a USB stick, so it doesn't have to be large. But I, I'm just like, haven't we lost something here? Like, I would say confidently that back in 2016 or whenever I backed the campaign, my expectation was a game case that could sit on a shelf if I wanted to have it on a shelf with my other game cases. I can see the other side of it where logistically a case is unnecessary at this point. But I don't know, a tin instead of a case, like, it's just has like printed, it has, again, like a sleeve with Psychonauts 2 on it, and there's like printed names on it. What do you guys think about that? I don't know. Well, I think it's a little strange, but if that's the common nowadays, I guess that's like cool. 
Yeah, it's honestly but mostly also the, the tin co- But part. also, <laughs> I was going to say, the card sleeve tin, that seems like a little silly. I'm kind of annoyed because it's like, what do I got to do with this tin, you know? Like, I don't want it. Yeah, like, what am I going to... I'm not going to put a tin on a shelf. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I will because it's a game and, I'll, of course, I will then put it on a shelf. Like, where's it going to go? Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is, like I said that I when I backed this game I think the expectation was I expected a game case um but I don't know I don't know I don't really have like a yeah I don't really have a solid opinion on that but it's a little disappointing I think just this we've lost I think, like, I think I agree in a sense but I think it's also kind of like just a thing with nostalgia in the times like at that time, too, like, you had few enough games and such where you could put them on a bookshelf. Like, I've thought about this, but, like, imagine, like, having a shelf that has all your Steam games or something on it. Oh, yeah, no like, way. Like, I don't know. I don't have a ton of... For most media I consume, I don't have a ton of sentimentality towards, like, physical objects. You know what I mean? Well, I guess oh, I... I agree. I, I, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing that we lost something. I guess what what I'm saying is I don't know if it matters so much to me that we lost this thing. I'm coming at it from an angle of I specifically paid for a tier where I wanted a physical copy for the sake of having a physical copy. I don't need physical copies of like 99% of games that I own. But for this game, I wanted right. one. And that that came with the tier I backed at. And so it's disappointing now, years later, to be getting a, a small metal tin <laughs> with a USB stick right. inside. And it's just like I think not it's, a game. It's wrong because you're not getting what you promised, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially um, if there's like specific wording or artwork that would lead you to believe in a specific thing, other than just the, the standard of the time. Well, it's funny you say that. I looked up uh, what like physical copies of psychonauts 2 look like they don't have physical copies out there for the pc version the only physical copies of psychonauts 2 that exist currently are for ps4 and xbox one and those have a case they have a game case with you know the the um insert with the artwork and the backing and stuff like that um inside there i you know there's a disc because it's for a console but I imagine you could basically use the same cases. I was about to say, I don't understand why they're, they're not using the, It's just... With a mold just, for a USB tough. stick inside instead. I don't know. I think it, you would be within your rights if you want to play this card saying, like, I this is not what I wanted it to be. Can I get a refund if you wanted to play that card? Yeah, that's just also tricky because this is one of, like, the many rewards that they sent at at this tier and like fig doesn't exist anymore also i got my name in the game it it, also that uh, you may remember was not what they initially promised it would be either um instead of being in the hall of brains it's like in a computer you have to just like search your name in a computer it's a lot a lot less uh, special but um yeah, so it's kind of tied up and Fig doesn't exist anymore. And it's like, ugh, it would be, I think it would be more of a headache. I don't care enough also to like, you know, go after them for it. It's just disappointment, I think. It's just, there's, the emotion is there, you know. Yeah. But 
That's my story about the backing. I say to heck with them. I say fuck double fine. If you want to burn down their offices, let me know. Okay, look, man, this would be shitty no matter who was holding the bag, but boy, they got fucking Microsoft money now. You know, they got fuck you kind of money that like cheaping out on this tin solution instead of like a nice case with a with a USB mold or something. That's that's pretty fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Especially after people were waiting for it for so long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really lame. Oh well. Anyway, that's it for me. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Well thanks Flash. Yeah. We'll go ahead and move on. To me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Him. Uh I've been oh, playing boy. some more Starfield. I completed the big long Faction. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Faction thing in that. I don't doubt you. Uh, I'm having fun with the game still. Even if there's moments where I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I not <laughs> just playing something something else? <laughs> uh, that's been hitting me more recently. But then I hop into the game and I start a quest and I have fun. So You know what's funny? Well. I think I'm already feeling that early on but i think it's going to be the reverse for me where i actually get more engaged the longer i play because now i'm like in it and just doing the tasks that are on my checklist you know what i mean that's kind of the gamer i am so i could see it being the reverse for me but i'm i'm feeling yeah. that currently at the beginning of the game like why why exactly am i playing this instead of something else i guess i don't know what i'm working toward and like um, i think the answer is nothing and you're just kind of vibing and experiencing with it and that's that's fine and fun but like it makes prioritization hard you know what i mean yes i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's not quite what i am after in these kind of rpgs yeah i can see that but i'm only like 20 some hours in early 20 hours on my save 22 i think I'm probably still going to be chipping away at it slowly here and there. I'm having enough fun to keep going. Much more I can say for Fallout 4. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so Greg, uh, with your playthrough Howdy. that lasted like, or sorry, that was just like the main uh, story, What uh-huh. do you know what like time that ended up being just playing the main story? Uh, Maybe like 25 hours, oh, 20 okay. hours. Okay. 25 hours so reasonable when you're just doing that <laughs> i've done nothing on the main story ah okay other than the cool. very first thing i could do to separate um myself from a forest companion <laughs> after that quest i have not engaged with any of the main story i've just been doing side quests this there's this faction side quest i did that took a while i think i'm gonna yeah, try talking about it I might just kind of focus line the factions and then the main quest. I might, and that might be how I engage with Starfield. Because, John, I, I know you've been doing factions too. You keep saying factions are worse, all that. Yeah, but I mean, I I was going to save it till my turn. I, I think me and you are having a completely different level of enjoyment in this game. Uh, I mean, I was gonna, yeah, like I was going to save for mine, but I have 96 hours and Whew. I. Would like to go play after this if we don't go play starfield <laughs> i'm loving the game All right, well, we can go ahead and transition to you i don't have a whole lot more to say I, i'm definitely still going to keep at it i'm still really digging the shooting and the dog fighting um i think 
the specific nitpicks if we want to go there is the persuasion checks are kind of like really bad in the game, kind of immersion breaking. Oh no! Most of, <laughs> I, and it, yeah, I, I didn't want to spoil it at the time. You know what? I do remember one, you saying that earlier. It's my own. There's fault, there's really. like there's like one or two like really bad examples, but most of them just like don't feel great to do. Oh, like, because they're like because they're not like organic feeling. Like they don't feel like part of the Absolutely. conversation you were having. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But that's all I got to say about Starfield. John, what do you got to say about Starfield? Um, I, I've been, I've been digging it a lot. I, I, I also, I don't know. I think that maybe we're going at it and, and I think it's fair that we're going at it different ways. I think I have more time to spend playing the game than you do. Um, you know, like, like you said, so for one thing, the persuasion checks, I think they can be per, like, uh, immersion breaking if you're just trying to do the optimized route like oh i see this one i'm going to take this one because it's the best you know chance i think usually in those persuasion because you know you have usually a choice like four or five of them um even though it's usually not your best shot they usually have at least one or two dialogue yeah, no, no, options no, that, that do that's totally sense. fair to say that's actually and, really fair to and, say. and you're and you're totally you're right. right though because i did a side quest where like i had to like i was like get into a bank vault or something and i needed like a security code from like i think we did i think you might have done something I needed yeah a this, code this from, like, is a this top, is one of the two bad meme examples and i was talking about like just really you're 100 percent right like i went up to her and i was like I, for this one there really wasn't many i was like hey come on can't you do a guy a favor and she was like yeah all right i was like all right that, that really <laughs> did so i you're, you're definitely right. some of them are bad some of them, yeah, I don't know. Like, they have options that are, I guess, just there to have, like, pad out numbers. Like, you know, you have two green options, usually, like, a yellow option, and then maybe one or two red options, you know. You know and those are different levels of success. And you're right, some of them are just, like, generic and stupid ones, but I guess there's enough if you're not worried, I guess. Because, so, you know, the game always gives you alternate, yeah. you know, solutions. Sometimes I'll pick one that makes sense in the conversation, like, even if I know I'm, I'm probably not going to get this one. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. And I guess, you know, just to be totally fair to them, I appreciate the attempt at um, making a system for persuasion that's not just dice rolls. Even if I, I might personally, in this case, just would rather have dice rolls. I think there's already mods for that. I might grab one of those. But like, I, I appreciate the system, you know what I mean? Yeah. I really like the lock picking. I think this is, you know, obviously, you know, the Fallout 4 and, you know, you know previous games had like, you know, a little turn the tumbler and that's the classic. I ain't, I ain't hating on it. This one, especially, you know, obviously not when you're doing the novice level ones, they're pretty, you know, put this here, put this here. When you get to the expert and the master level ones, uh, you know, not that there's some fucking, you know, multi-step puzzle I'm sitting here for hours thinking of, but yeah, I do have to look through it and I got to think and I got to kind of plan ahead a little bit with the other ones because, you know, they put false ones in there and stuff. I, uh, I, I dig the lockpicking in this game. Um, is the, the, so lockpicking you're describing is different from the hacking, right? No, it's the same. Okay, so are you talking about like rotating the notches? The notches, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, like I, I, I said, like novice, it's very simple, and you're like, all right, this is almost tedious, like like stupid. But once you start getting up in the levels, they, you know, they get more tracks, and they'll put like ones to fool you in there. Like if you put this one in, you won't be able to do a, like a later level. 
they get a little bit more challenging. I, I dig them. Okay. I do. Um, I did really like the, the fallout hacking just because it, it was about words. Um, yeah. But this like one hacking. is a nice, I, I like that games are still trying to do different things with hacking and uh, lockpicking, you yeah. know, like different little mini games. I yeah, I guess, I guess they just went the way that like uh, everything's done by computers. So like hacking and lockpicking are like the same. You still use a dig pick, like it's the same item. Yeah. Um, I think I've done, and I don't know, because so I, I kind of had a similar thing to Andy. I started the game. I did as minimal as the main story as I could to get rid of your companion. And then I just started <laughs> hammering out the like the main faction, like guild quests. And I've I've really liked them all. Um, that's good. They, uh, I, some of them, yeah, some of them were like really stealthy, like you're doing like sabotage and stuff. And, you know, some of them were more combat oriented and there's a good mixture. And he's right though. They're, they got fucking legs. They go on for a while. I mean, I'm sure, you know, these are like basically the main, you know, side stories. There's other smaller ones, you know, but this is like the main stuff of the game. So I get why they're doing it, but, um, yeah, so far I, I haven't been disappointed in any of them. Okay, so you I, like even though they have such legs, you having played so much of them are still enjoying them even with. Oh, definitely, the legs. yeah, yeah. I I think, yeah, certainly. I I'm always kind I'm of guessing. So far, I've been totally wrong, but I'm always, I'm always assuming everyone's going to stab me in the back. And of course, sometimes they do, but usually the they never field. do. You know, uh, but I'm always waiting for it. I'm always like, oh, I I know how this one's going to end. This person's going to be evil. Rarely, rarely are they. <laughs> Sometimes they are, so watch out. Um, I'm just trying to make our way. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, well, like I was saying, like you know, I don't really care for a fantasy setting. I mean, you know, like castles and dragons stuff. That just doesn't like, I don't know, it just doesn't tickle my brain. Like it doesn't, I don't look at it and then go, oh man, that's cool. But just like stupid little stuff, like the, I don't know, like looking at like space stations or like the the well, you know, in New Atlantis. Um, I just like walking around there on my character and just like looking around. I just like how I, I just like how it looks is all, you know, <laughs> I've been doing that. But I think that, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if maybe more bigger main quests open as you, you know, progress through the main story. I'm sure they will. You know, they take me to different areas. But I think I'm on the last like big side quest and then I'm going to start doing the main quest. Like I said, I've got 96 hours in so far. I'd say probably take off some of the, probably 90 hours, I'm say six hours. Sometimes I leave the game on 90 hours and I'm, uh, and like I said, I'm really digging it. You know, I got cyberpunk coming out next week and it's another game that I really liked. I got like 115 hours in that. I, I, I like fucking did all the, the quests and I got max level and I did like the secret ending. Brother, but, um, next week. Tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to get it. Uh, well, tomorrow the free update comes out. That's the big update though. Right. That's a big one. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm gonna download right away. I think I'm gonna keep playing Starfield. I'm not too tempted to pull away. I'm more interested in Phantom Liberty than I am continuing playing Starfield. I think actually I, I might just start my 2.0 run tomorrow. I feel I, I think a lot of people are going to. Um, yeah, it's only reason I brought up. But John's yeah, got his eyes got me hooked, to the stars. Dude. Starfield's got me. Hey, hooked. that's fine, man. I I and I. I, I don't even disagree with anything you say. I think I'm just not... And I've seen people say that it's taken them 
a couple tens of hours before they got to the point you are. Maybe I'm just one of those gamers. I was going to say, I really, I really do think that part of it is like, you know, you get home from work, you got a few hours to play a game, you know, and that's in between playing games with the boys and by yourself. Absolutely. You know, when you can really sit down here and yeah, like I don't know, play it for you know eight hours at a time or something. You're um, right. I have the most fun on the weekends. Like like a lot of times I'm playing Starfield, I'm playing for like an hour and a half, and like you can yeah. do stuff, but like there is a, of course a sense of like, all right, I got to get something done. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I can't I can't stop and smell the roses, but there have been like some sprints, especially on the weekends. I've done like four or five hour sessions, and you're right. I, I definitely do enjoy the game a lot more during there. I guess. One direct question I can ask. I'm like level 20. 22 maybe. I feel like it's been a long time since anybody's troubled me on the guns. And my ship is like 10 out of 10. And I'm worried even that I've done like the best ship faction quest there is. So I'm worried like... I mean, is there even a point to me continuing to upgrade these things? I... Have, I, have I peaked 20, 20 hours in? Oh, I have that ship you have. I don't use it. I have a different one. And I did I did come into a mission chain that I actually had to like kind of leave the star system, go back and upgrade my ship because it, it was just too big of a firefight. It was only happened once. Other I'll, than that, I'll tell I you, pretty though, much take care I, of everything. Is that not the, the mission chain I just finished? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's, yeah, yeah okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, It's like dogfighting has been almost my favorite part of the game. I feel like I'm done with that now. Might be, because like I said, that one was the toughest part that I've done so far. And, like, you get an absurd amount of credits for beating that, and I'm like, well, fuck, what do I even spend this on? I spent all those credits on a, a penthouse. It cost, like, 250 it, it, Funnily enough, it cost 250 grand. Dude, I, fun, interesting number, isn't it? Right. <laughs> I, might, I might just do that just to, like, have to, like, worry about the economy again. Because I, 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 I didn't hate, like, the loop of, like, looting everything and selling. And I actually really appreciated that when you're super encumbered, the game doesn't just fucking slow you down. There's just, like, um, a whole system with your encumbrance where you can keep sprinting. It just costs you more. Yeah. yeah I mean, you could sink money into, you know, making your own ship if you had, like, a like a design in mind. I, I haven't done it yet, but I want to make, like, a like a semi. Yeah. Like, of course. You know, spaceship. Um, and then I don't know if you've done any outposting. I'm guessing that I haven't really gotten to that either, but I'm, I'm assuming that costs some sort of money or something. Yeah, probably. I don't even know what, I mean, I think you can go through the whole fucking game and never make an outpost, which is fine. I mean, it's cool that they have things that are optional, but I don't think you need to do that. Or even so far, the game has not even introduced that to me as like an option yet. I just did it on my own. I guess maybe one thing I could say is that like in Baldur's Gate 3, not to like compare apples to oranges, but the quests all have a feeling of like being somehow connected in some way. Even all the like the little side quests feel like they somehow feed into each other or the main quest or something. I don't I, I I'm enjoying Starfield, but it almost feels like I'm hopping around between different science fiction stories that have no connection to each other. And that's like almost like when I finished that big faction quest, it was like did I just beat a game, but maybe not the game? You know what I mean? I totally agree with that, actually. But I don't see it as a bad thing, almost. I don't, I, know. I don't see it as a bad thing. I think I'm just, like, right now, specifically this moment in time, in a mood of, like, do I play another one of these games? Right. You know what I mean? I, mean, I love anthologies, so that's, like, up my alley. Yeah. But I do agree. It really does feel like that. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to say something earlier. I didn't have a great place to interject it. When you were talking about John, when you were talking about um, just walking around the world and enjoying being in the space, you know, Um, that that does uh, resonate with an impression that I got from just my early play that this may be the most, even though it's a series of harbors in a vast, cold, you know, galaxy, it is ironically maybe the most living world that Bethesda has made so far in this series of, you know, open world 3D uh, adventure games they've made. It just feels yeah. maybe the most, like, alive to the to, I think the, to date. I think the characters are the smartest they've been i think the characters in a bethesda game are typically black bad and <laughs> have almost two or three things to say i think most of the characters are feel a lot more lively than previous bethesda games have yeah yeah and i think it just um you know it's technology advancing the the cities are definitely more dense you know if you, mm-hmm. you know, like fallout 4 you know you go to uh whatever the fucking baseball Diamond City, Diamond City. There you go, Diamond City. Uh, you know, there's like one, two people walking around that aren't like you know NPCs that are installed there. You know, when you play Starfield, if you get to like Neon or something, which is like this underground city, you know, or like you know muddier kind of city, and you go in the lower parts. Yeah, like the streets are like packed, or like the little I mean, I mean streets, little walkways, you know, are packed. Yeah, people and stuff. And yeah, no, I, I do agree. It definitely does feel lively. There's always some sort of chatter going to- on. Oh yeah, yeah. Now no that is also a a performance deterrent thing. Uh, if one's True. playing on lower hardware, you would be forced to lower the population density. Uh, and as somebody who is doing that, I will say that they still feel fairly lively. It's obviously not shoulder to shoulder pack, but there's people around. Okay, right on. Yeah, they. It's like they finally caught up to like um, like Witcher Three or like uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cyberpunk even. Yeah, well, you know, hey, it's it's long. You know, I was thinking about Cyberpunk today because I know you know it's kind of this big glow up. I want people to remember that in Cyberpunk, children were just small adults. All right, <laughs> they just shrunk no, them down. Right. No, you're right. Well, you're right. I'm gonna be, I'm are gonna there be children checking. in Starfield? Because I've seen a couple teenagers and they look weird. Yeah, there's some kids. There is they at least odd. one kid that I know of. No, no, there's okay. more kids. I think there's like a beggar kid or something. Yeah, there's kids. The teenagers have these big heads with like adult faces on their. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids are tough, you know. They are. Uh, so, so yeah, that's Starfield, and then I guess and mine, and kind of going to Greg's. Uh, we played Party Animals today. Well, real quick, real quick, a little another. Uh, let's not get to that yet. I got I got a little bit of something to say about uh, Void Crew. I did that with you. We did Void Crew. We didn't play too much. So I didn't really know what to say about it. Besides, I enjoyed it, and I would like to play more, I suppose. Yeah, I'm interested in this game. It just came out um, into early access, I believe. It's a um, bear drama slash pulsar meets a deep rock galactic, wherein you interface with missions, selecting them in an overworld in a deep rock style, and then play the mission like it's like a bear trauma. Uh, it's pretty fun so far. I like the concept. We haven't played a whole lot. That's that's pretty much all I had to say. All right. Oh yeah, I, I dug it. Um, the only drawback I would say, and it's in very very early access. Um, it's only four players. I feel like the game could benefit from like maybe at least two more. I was about to say six. Yeah. 
Uh, it's like right. even if it's i mean it's a pve game so i don't know like what the fuck they're worried about i mean you know performance you know they, they have to do it for that but like balance wise it's let me play with my friends yeah please. absolutely please there's a there's enough to do around the ship too that you could have another couple guys running around yeah yeah um uh, okay yeah sorry go ahead John. yeah we just play a little bit of party animals um I mean, it's I don't want to go yet. too crazy into out. it. No, it's out. I don't want to go too crazy into it. I'll just say that I was, you know, for it being so long uh, for the game to come out, you know, I was kind of over it. I was like, dude, like, you missed the opportunity. I really don't care. But mm -hmm. I had a ton of fun playing today. A ton, a ton of fun. Okay. Yeah, you guys were playing a while. I noticed that. I was jealous. I was a little worried at first. Um... Yeah, there's some strange things that I don't totally understand, but I'm sure they have their reasons. You know, when you're doing matchmaking, right. non-custom lobbies, there isn't, like, a free-for-all you can go to. You go to, like, a team mode, which is usually, like, either split into, you know, two teams of four or four teams of two. And then you get to pick between, like, three different levels, and you'll play that. Um, I'm sure probably because they don't want to split the player base up too much or something. I don't know. But we, we did custom lobbies as well. And you can have public custom lobbies, you know, people join in that we were able to just pick free for all and, and cycle through the maps. Um, and I mean, the maps they had in the game, you know, when we did the beta, um, they were good and they're still solid. They've added many more, and I don't think I've played one that I was like, this one is a stinker. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we played at least like 10, 12, and yeah, I think they were all, yeah, I mean, they, not all of them. Um, but most of them have like a little gimmick, you know, like some of them, or just one that came to mind was um, there were three fire places, or I guess fire pits on the map, and it's like a snowy map. Um, and when the wind starts blowing, if you're not near them, you freeze and you lose. You're trying to like fight around these three little, you know, areas, and someone, you know, someone will go out or something. Uh, and then, you know, they have the other kind of game modes where we even play much of these in the custom, but like, um, just like team game modes. I mean, things you would think they would have, like soccer or football, and then more creative ones. Like there was a trebuchet mode where you're, you start on one side of a river and, you know, the other team's on the other side of a river, and you load bombs into your trebuchet, and you launch them over, and you, the first person to get, you know, 10 bombs successfully blown up on the other side wins. Um, and you know, all the time you're scrambling, you can you know launch yourself on the other side and throw bombs off and stuff, uh, but okay. things like that. So they, a healthy, a healthy mix of of different maps and new game modes. I'd say it's pretty, pretty solid. Um, Just to clarify for my sake, I have not been paying much attention to Party Animals in this entire build up to it finally releasing. Um, but is it basically just Gang Beasts gameplay, except more diverse? Did you like, not diverse? play with us back in the day? I may have played one test. I may, I don't know. I may have touched it, but I, uh, I forget what I makes would say it different. There's, there's a little bit more tech to it than in Gang Beasts, where I feel like you are just swinging like a, a madman. Your arms, you know, in this, there are actual yeah. you can punch, strong punch. There's like a dive kick. There's a normal kick. There's a headbutt. You know, you have different moves you can do. Plus, there's there's different weapons and stuff. But essentially, it is that type of game. You're going to load into a but, level. You're going to, you know, fight your friends. But I would say the controls are a little bit more refined, where you can okay actually fight your friends and not just like I'm going to just swing for the fences and see what funny stuff happens. Yeah, right. Gotcha. 
and more complex in terms of the game types or the the environments. Oh, yeah, in. yeah. Because I don't think Gang Beast had any besides... They had like a wave mode or something where you follow like NPCs. Uh, yeah, so definitely, yeah, miles above in that, that regard. All right. Greg, anything you say about it? Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, if I could actually say one thing I have to say about differently with you, John, I have one map I don't like. I didn't like that, uh, that plane map. I don't really like that map that much. You know, like plane, that was in the beta. That was an original map. Yeah, I didn't like it in the beta either. Right on. Uh, I didn't, didn't do I that one. liked it at all. I remember the, I remember uh, the plane. It's basically, map, it's, uh, it's just a plane that's flying in the air and it gets like iced over time. I don't know. So you're on the top of a jet. I guess the downfalls of it is that, like, you know, if you jump and do like a kick, you know, you're in the air. So if, like, you can just miss the plane and just fly uh, off, you know what I mean? Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a harder map to, like, do some aerial back. Or, hey, it's an easy map to get knocked off of. Um, I see. It, uh, throw shade at the game. I I, not even shade, just to, to, to warn people, though. I mean, it is like, I would say maybe, I don't know if they had this plan from the beginning or after Microsoft bought it. The game is really made to sell skins. It's got all, I mean, <laughs> you know, for, you know, whatever, 20 different animals you can pick from, and each of them have, you know, maybe three or four different skins with three or four different color palettes and you unlock them through, you know, either um, buying them through real world money. Um, you can earn some through, you know, playing the battle pass and getting cookies. Uh, and they even have like a little loot box roller that you can, you can pay for. So, you know, and it's all skins, it's only skins. So it's whatever's fun. Um, so you're saying you know, that they saw fall guys run past them and they're like, Oh, I like the look of that guy. They did. <laughs> and, and to be fair, they're not lazy. I think some of them are. If it's not as lazy as followers, just like oh, this bean is has a line on it. They are pretty cool costumes, actually. I, I think. Okay. Um, but you know, gotta buy them. So I'm not doing that. I've I've got a few just doing the the free pull and, and one one plus big plus. You can level up the battle pass while playing in your like custom oh. lobby. So it's not like you know we won't be leveling up the the you know I'm getting stuff. That's nice. Yeah. This is on Game Pass. I love Battle Pass culture. I It is on Game Pass. It, it is on Game Pass. There you go. Yep. Cool. It is not currently on Game Pass. It's coming. It is to Game not Pass. currently on Game Pass. I mean, I I don't see it. I was confused I about that know. because yeah, you guys mentioned earlier, but I searched it and I didn't find it. But Microsoft bought this. Yeah, I thought like, it was on Game Pass. I, I know I know it is coming to Game Pass, but it does not yet seem to be on Game Pass. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's not currently. That's strange. I think, I think I you know. guys might be playing in a weird. Everybody who buys, everybody who pre-orders the game gets it. Gets I didn't play. pre-order. I don't it, know. I bought it today. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying it's weird. Uh, I guess I, I need to look into what's going on because I know it's coming to Game Pass. For sure. I'll look into that over the break. Yeah, I'm reading an article today that says it should be on the Game Pass. <laughs> Available yeah, now, Xbox I'm, Game Pass and PC, yeah. Have you guys seen it on your Xbox Game Pass or PC? I'm not. I don't have Game Pass or PC at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing it on this article. It's saying it should be here. Anyways, right. Party Animals get on P. Steam. <laughs> oh, guys, it is not coming out on PC Game Pass. But it, no. I thought John was right. I thought Microsoft owns the studio. 
or the game or whatever. I mean, the Xbox Hub. I don't know what this is. They, I mean, this article came out today, right? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how reputable think... the Xbox Hub is. I don't know what this is. Available now on Xbox Game Pass and PC, a console exclusive, mind you. Oh, it's probably the Xbox version of Game Pass then. I, I'm pretty sure what it is is it's coming out for Xbox and X Cloud. You can so the Game Pass that's on an consoles. Xbox, not yeah, PC Game not Pass, actually... Xbox Game Pass. Gotcha. Okay, that explains it. Weird. Yeah, I found some more specific wording that says it's available now on Game Pass for Xbox and X Cloud. Man, I wish the the that's uh, pretty fucking lame. There's already a PC version of it. Like, come on. Yeah, I wish the um the labeling for Game Pass was better than it is because Game Pass, oh, yeah. when you see it out in the wild, can mean a couple different things, and it's uh it's not clear unless you add for PC to the end of it, which is kind of lame. That is lame. All right, I take everything I said in the last about ten minutes back. Game uh, sucks. sucks. One out of ten. Yep. Two, Two thumbs, thumbs down. down. <laughs> that actually makes me like the game more. Oh, pretty lame. Because you All get right. to you get to gatekeep it on your precious Steam. Yep. Should have bought it. <laughs> Should have bought it. Uh, where are we? I'm done with my roundtable. John, do you have anything else? Oh, uh, that's it. That's it. Party animals. Greg. Garfield. Yeah, it's on me. I guess I only have one thing uh, to talk about, so I can make it quick. Oh, you can make it as long as you want, but we can do that before break. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to do it before break. Uh, The only game I've really been playing is uh, this new... It's not a new game. Uh, It's called Voices of the Void. Yeah, the turntables have turned. He's playing the PS1 game now, Flash. Yeah, (laughs) so this is like an old... It's... It's a source game. Uh, it's It's in like it's thousands of demo phases. And it's uh this little game where you're just in the middle of Sweden in the middle of the woods, uh, by yourself, and you're in a, uh, you're surrounded by satellites, and you're, basically, your main base is this, uh, like, research station, and you're just looking up at the sky, uh, scanning planets, uh, like, basically, and downloading information and selling it back, and you're just trying to, basically, like, survive your, uh, your day, and, like, make money and work. When you Um, say survive, what's the threat to you? Uh, so far, it's been hunger. Uh, I've almost starved to death multiple times. Uh, I started eating floor mushrooms because uh, I needed to eat for a while. Uh, they were able to save me off. Um, but yeah, hey, uh, I found ammo. Uh, the place is pretty. Uh, the game's pretty cool. Uh, I've had a few weird things happen to me. Um, I did find a rune on the ground, and I have only found one of these, but I'm pretty sure it cursed me. And started draining my food, so I took it and I threw it in like the corner, and I haven't gone near it since. <laughs> Classic rune. Uh, my whole outpost is just filled with garbage. Uh, I was I was showing Vito it, and uh, I started moving garbage out, and I found a like a ladder that led to a basement, and it had a journal underneath. And the journal talked about how this guy who was there before me uh, broke his leg down there. He couldn't get out. He's been there for days. And how he basically, like, nobody's, he has seen nobody. He's starting to hear things, like, outside the house or the outpost. And in the last uh, thing he said is, I see a pink light out in the distance. I'm going for it. 
all upset. I'm gonna, I'm getting out of here. And that was the last I saw uh, you hear from him. And then you start the game as the new guy who shows up. Yeah. Oh. All right. Great. Uh, cool. I've been uh, yeah. I'm not really that far into it. I probably played about uh, like four or five hours of it. I've been uh, watching um, some of your streams. It's a pretty interesting looking game. Yeah, I'm I really like that game. Remember the name of it for the pod. Remember what? I'm glad you were able to remember the name of it for the pod. Yeah, it took me like three days to remember the name. I just could remember like the void. <laughs> so I was like, doing. yeah, it's the void. But I'm uh, I'm exploring space in my own way. Yeah, it sounds like the tone is kind of like odd. Like it, it doesn't really. It's not really going for straight of any genre, like horror or uh, survival or. I think uh, it is right. kind of horror like based. That. I did find uh, like an, a box of ammo, but I haven't found a gun yet. So I, but I, and I haven't found anything that has like attacked me or like I've have seen anything that I would think is a threat. Okay. So the only thing that I've seen new recently, I did have a uh, a dream though. I went to sleep in the game, and I ended up waking up in this room that reminded me a lot of the red room from Twin Peaks. But it was just this tiny, like, boxed-in area, and I couldn't do anything, but there was, like, a desk in the middle, and the room just was slowly closing in on me, and then I woke up, and that Damn. was the weirdest thing that's happened in that game. So the very, like, surreal vibe to the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna end up getting hunted by something at some point, uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to kill it. What, like, do you, are you ex- expecting aliens, or, like, Bigfoot, or what? Oh, uh, so the from the notebook, the guy and I'm doing like stuff from space. Like I'm looking at like uh, satellites and like uh, I'm hearing like random noises from like space, <laughs> just in in general. So I'm expecting like an alien, maybe some Wendigo or something. Okay, there is a radar you have, uh, and I upgraded it where it like marks everything for you. And I did see two random red dots that were moving around in the distance, but I had no idea what they are, so I just left it alone and didn't bother <laughs> with them. Look, I am fucking with runes or red dots. Or I, I'm Not staying. until I get a gun. The, the only thing I have that's been keeping me safe is this little wrench I have, and I've been using it to smash open boxes and look for food and supplies. <laughs> I think it's funny that you left oh. your own devices to do that. That's- yeah, and the really the the only thing I have to do is every day I get a job, uh, a daily task emailed to me. I have to basically, as of right now, it's uh, the only job I've been getting is scan three planets and ship the data off, which I basically scan the planet, I put it on a disk, I put the disks in a box, and then I also have to go to, cert- to uh, certain satellites, get the hash code from those uh, satellites, write it on a piece of paper, put that piece of paper on top of the box, and then get a call a drone to ship that out, so I get paid. Okay. And uh, I've I've I'm, I think I'm like on day four or five of it. It's it's and solid been, work I've if been, you can get it. Yeah, I've been uh, yeah, I recommend it. That's uh, that's all I got on that for now. Uh, and that's really all okay. I got in general. Very good. Void space game, space game good. Roundtable good. good. Oh, it's space good. good, round table good, Starfield good. A lot of good this last week, everybody. Good. We're gonna go to break. And we're gonna talk about some of the bad in the news. Break good. Break good. News bad. Break. Break bad. Break breaking bad. Breaking bad. 
you know, I was thinking about it. I think we, I have this tickle in my brain that we may have had that like exact party animals revelation once before years ago <laughs> when they said it, when they first said it was coming to game pass, I we were like, like, Oh, <laughs> then we found I feel out. Like we did. We probably called it like, yeah, it's going to be a cash cow. It's like just on the verge of being deja vu. <laughs> hey guys. What? Yo. News! Ah! God damn it. Why do you always do that? News? Dude? You jump scare me with the news. Sorry, you know I uh, have a weak heart. It's crazy because it happens at the same time on the party every week, but every time I just scare the shit out of Flask. You know what scares me, Flask? What? The Nintendo Switch. I still can't figure out is it a console same. or a handheld? It's both. It's both. <laughs> that, yeah, see, that just that just don't fucking sit right with me. I understand. It's, it's basically both. magic. Pick, like choose a lane, you know. Pick a lane. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. I was gonna say, if Mortal Kombat is, uh, you know, any indication <laughs> of what you get from the Switch, I think I think you're right, dude. They really should pick a lane, like. Yeah, like, listeners at home, go look at footage of Mortal Kombat One on Nintendo Switch. It's well, pretty that good. scathing IGN review. It, it's crazy how bad it, it's crazy that thing they got was passed, released like, at all. Yeah, that's just they. That's just so many people who should care, not giving a fuck. Like the people <laughs> like on the the release end, who's hand, developing the game, the people who's fucking approving the quality on Nintendo's end. Like, just a I lot wonder... of people really let that one fall through the cracks. I wonder if it's the first uh, example of like sunk cost fallacy or like the sunk cost of porting a game to the Switch and it just like really not working. And but them being like, we're too deep. <laughs> we're in it already. Yeah, we have they to already promised it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably what it is like a team over promising and not having the money to do something better. But it's just, you got to wonder why not like do something like, uh, some of the weird shit they used to do where like they would just be like a, a different game pretty much. Yeah. Just well like that that, that would work. I was thinking more like we've seen some AAA releases make their way to the Switch, but it's always through some cleverness, like they're actually streaming the game from somewhere that's doing most of the heavy lifting. Uh-huh. Um I don't know why they, they didn't just go with that approach with Mortal Kombat and instead made the worst possible thing that that Mortal Kombat one could possibly look like. You know what I mean? You're so right, because they've done that to the detriment of consumers multiple times before. Like, we've talked about Kingdom Hearts being cloud-based. Right. Why not this one as well, you know? Maybe because of, like, sure. code or something? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe but, like, God. Because it's a Just fighting game. Just use your Switch to play that... Nintendo games, please. Stop imagine, trying to imagine... play these turbo games. <laughs> Dang turbo games ruining shit. Imagine try, trying to do match after match with a bud, and you're in a game, and assuming that you're able to finally connect and get the game started, you complete round one of a three-set uh, match, and you have to wait 40 seconds before round two starts. In between <laughs> every round, there's a 40-second loading period. It's insane. Wow. And while rough. that's happening, you're like, I, I miss the Nintendo seal of quality. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I feel bad for anybody who bought that, but uh, on to maybe more positive Nintendo news, Flask, and maybe Greg. I know nothing about this one, but 
There was a Nintendo Direct last Friday, right? Or Thursday? It was the day after we recorded, whenever it was. Yup, there was. Thursday, yeah. So what do we see? I see a nice list of topics here. Do one or both of you guys want to walk us through it? Um... The only ones that I, I really remember are they, well, the main one, which I'm sure Flask is super excited about, like I am, uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, they're apparently doing, like, a uh, remaster uh, yeah. with wow. it. Is that the one on the Wii? These are, live re- these, these are actually the live reactions one. from me. I didn't play the game. Uh, the one on that's the Wii? sick. Oh, you didn't know about that. Uh, I'm oh, this not is the best sure one. which one the Wii one. No, sorry. Uh, I yeah, I really, I, one, dude. Nah, oh, Thousand Year Door, so literally, my, that was one of, I loved that game. I that would, game was so much fun. I would love a remake I, of the, uh, do you guys ever play the Game Boy series, Mario and Luigi RPGs? Yeah, yes. I never played uh, it, but I know people love it. Fuck, I, I played, I played um, uh, the first and the second one. Played, I think I played at, the second at one. At least the first three, because they kept going, you know, after I stopped buying Nintendo products. But uh, I fucking love those games. That was like Superstar Saga. Cool. Those games were sick, yeah. Inside Story and stuff like yep, that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Super Mario um, RPG on the Super Nintendo is one of my favorite games. And like those Game Boy games. I think were, that's like, getting my, remade. My, it is. And those Game Boy games are like my fix for that. Yeah, I never, I never had a Super Nintendo or an N64 or a GameCube. <laughs> but I did have a Wii. And I I'm played shitting and vomiting right now. <laughs> I have a Wii. They, um, they had a, a Paper Mario on the Wii. It was like something about a rainbow. or I don't remember, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. The later ones, I well, think, probably though, kind that. of. So, two things. One, Greg, can you believe that I've never played any of the Paper Mario games? I only say that because really, you, you said, "Damn, yeah." I, but yeah, I, I don't always know. That, uh, Paper Mario seemed like a game that you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I love that shit." Because you would Paper think Paper Mario really a very unique game. I think, and that's my second point is I've always heard such great things about the uniqueness of Paper Mario, especially the first two within the People are, franchise um, of Mario and Nintendo as a whole. It's like so different in tone and so willing to go to places that no other games in Nintendo's library go to. I didn't fully see uh, some of the stuff for it, but I saw like uh, some people were thinking that this might just be like a full ass remake uh, that they're doing. Uh, one of the things people pointed out is for some of the screenshots, they show uh, like five characters on the stage uh, for Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Basically, all the fights are based around like a, it's like a stage play where you have like an audience and you have you on the left side and the enemies on the right side. Uh what it looks like now is like the map is bigger and it can fit more people on the screen. So people are thinking like that they're doing new stuff with huh. that as well. And a bunch of like the characters, uh, like when they uh, when they react, they actually like do emotes and react like react things uh, back in like the GameCube days. It would just be like a exclamation point that would pop over their head like, oh, but now they do like uh, cool little emotes and shit. So it might be like a remaster plus, like not not quite. Yeah, yeah, a yeah not remake. a remake, like a re- exactly a remaster plus. Okay. And so the one uh, thing I really do hope for Paper Mario fans is that they don't sanitize the games or this this game, you know, in remaking it. Because I could see them just like dispensing with some of the more unfavorable things that uh, that they feel about Paper Mario now, you know. Like modern Nintendo, mm. I could see them sanitizing some of the things in that game that I know people always. That really game admired. had oh man, the game great art, great characters. Uh one oh man, so so many good things I could say about that game. I I'm pretty excited for this. 
I mean, I really, the last game, I, I really don't play Switch games. The only one I play is, like, Zelda. Mm-hmm. But this I'd probably play again. Because I love Thousand Year Door. Um, another game they showed was, yeah, so that was that. They showed, um, I don't remember what the hell, they're like, uh, I remember there was one on the DS I played. It's like, uh, Mario and Donkey Kong, but like, uh, there's like tiny little robot Mario's. Mario versus Donkey Kong remake. Yes. Yeah, so this was the first in a series, like, uh, it was what Greg is saying, I think. They, They were like an evolution of the original arcade Donkey Kong's gameplay format where it's like side side view you're in like an arena basically um and you're solving puzzles to yeah. uh, like get little robot marios through the level huh. i never heard about this series that's that's kind of like a fun take on the original mario thing you know what i mean yeah you're not yeah, just jumping I, over I barrels used to and be ascending. A, i used to be a mario fan when i was younger <laughs> or these were on the cool. like the game boy advance right Uh, I think they were on the Game Boy Advance and the DS. I remember I only played the DS versions, though. Okay. And DS Mario Um, games. uh, I played the Mario 64 game DS uh, multiplayer. That was fun. Dude, that is a class that would... uh, I think they had all the minigames, too, with it. It did, yeah, man. Dude, the minigames were some of... I remember me and my best friend at the time were in a... uh, I, I think a restaurant was called, like, Bugaboo Creek. And we were there for hours just playing. It was called Bugaboo Creek. It was like, it was this old restaurant and it had like buffalo all over the place. There was a giant buffalo head that talked to you and sang a song. And me and my friend, Sick. we just played that Mario game, the multiplayer mini games, like for hours. It was crazy. That's funny. Solid game. Wait, so okay. was the multiplayer uh, for the DS? Mar- you said Mario Kart, right? Mario 64. Mario 64. So there was was a few different versions. There was one where it was like, you can play it, you and the other people uh, were on these maps and you would fight each other and collect stars. And then there was another version and you would basically play these tiny like Mario Party minigames. Like the one I can remember is there, it's like the the lights go out. I don't remember. I remember like the lights go out and a bunch of Mario heads or like different uh, like character heads pop up. And you have to like click each one of a certain character and not click any of the other ones, or you got out. Oh, okay. Solid. Yeah, damn I remember that game, one, yeah. dude. Huh. I feel like I do remember something about pipes. Like you have to like yeah, connect I, pipes I, with like flowers or something. Something like that, and like there's something going down the pipes, and you got to like do it faster than the thing goes down. I can't remember how it worked. Yeah, I, 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 that sounds very familiar. Don't worry, Broken Cafe will hold a, hold a tournament soon. For Mario 64. Mario minigame tournament. Uh, okay, Marvel's Donkey Kong remake. What else do we got in this end of direct? Uh, those are all I remember. Flask, I think it's on you. Sure. Um, they announced a sequel to Horizon Chase Turbo, which is a game I, I talked about, actually. I played a little bit of that um, a while back. It's like a kind of an outrun style pole position racing game. Yeah. Um, very cartoonish graphics or like you know, kind of uh, 80s aesthetic as well. They're making a sequel to that. Uh, I don't know. I, I was looking, I was like, did this already come out and it's just now coming to the Switch? But it seems like it's just being announced right now and it's also coming to the Switch. I don't know if it's coming to PC at all, actually. Um, but that's just called Horizon Chase 2. Um, they're making a uh, 
a spy family game called Spy Anya Operation Memories. Yeah, I do remember that. It's like a it's like a fucking what do you call those games? Like a farming game, a nice life game. Slice of life, yeah. Which is weird for yeah, which is weird for, you know, to make a game well, like Spy X Family and then just be Yeah, that's base. a good point. I guess I it's, it's on I guess that, it's like on point. Right, that they're they're making Anya the the player character and because of what she does in the story, it's just a slice of life game. It like doesn't involve life and death at all. It's just like family life, basically, which is I think that's a funny angle. Yeah, that's that. pretty I do love I do I get that down. Um, that's pretty sick. And then the 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 added little bonus of her being able to read minds, I'm sure, comes into play in the stuff you do, you know. Um the Princess Peach game got showed off. It's called Showtime or Princess Peach Showtime. Um, looks like it'll be a, a Nintendo game with <laughs> starring Princess Peach, where she gets to wear a bunch of different costumes, like her her boyfriend Mario. Um, it almost looks like it's taking inspiration from like um some of the RPG stuff at some points, but it seems like mostly just she like looks a, really those costumes pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, a venture platformer type thing looks like. I don't know. Um, dude this next one oh i forgot about this what dude, are you this talking about the tomb raider exciting? one and tomb one two three ra- remastered on switch heck yeah dude you guys i don't know if you guys are ready for that but tomb raiders <laughs> one two two one three get a remastered they're also coming to the computer also see so, so oh they are they're coming as pc as well yep oh that's cool yep. okay because i was gonna say like the graphics obviously look better because they remastered them. Uh, you can switch back and, you and can forth, swap back. it seems like. Yeah, that's a great feature. Yeah. I love when remasters do that. Oh, yeah. I love Halo. The, Halo uh, did that. Back and forth. Um, the one thing I'm wondering is if they're going to mess with the control scheme or if they or if they want to leave it alone for, for like diehard fans because the controls of the original three Tomb Raider games are quite dated at this Awful. point. Awful. Yeah. Um, I think well, they I would, would, I would, I would probably keep play it. one of those. Just What's the history of these Nintendo remasters? Is this going to be like uh, an emulator upscale thing, or is this a real deal? That's a great question. I don't know. Um, I think that would yeah, be the answer 100. to your question. Like, if it's the real deal, I, they would definitely make it feel good on the Switch. Right? Oh, hey, I just noticed that it's Asper doing the the remaster. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, I guess, them. I guess we'll see. I don't know right now whether it's one or the other. It it kind of makes me lean towards like actual port with the the remastering the graphics, but I don't know. It's kind of how I was leaning to, but I didn't know. Yeah. Um, we're getting uh, Luigi's Mansion Two HD on Switch, which HD. is Luigi. Yeah, <laughs> they're still calling stuff HD at the end of, of titles in 2023. Um. This is the same thing as Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which I didn't know that it was just called Dark Moon here, like North America region. Uh, sorry, the same thing as in a remaster. Oh yeah, re- I didn't, I didn't know that. It is just yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a remaster. It's I mean it's HD, so it's a remaster uh, for the Switch because um, it was originally fascinating on, naming convention. Yeah, what was it originally on DS or 3DS? 3DS. Uh, DS. DS, okay. They've already done the first game, I assume, on the Switch? 
Yeah, so I believe the first yes. and third are on the Switch already, but the second had never. Oh, okay. People were asking for that for a while. The second had um, never been off the DS. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's being called Luigi's Mansion Two, I think, internationally, but over here it was really called Dark Moon. Everywhere else in the world, it was always called Two. So, um, now the naming convention lines up because the third one is called Three everywhere. So I think that's funny. Um, good for Luigi's Mansion fans. Uh, and then the last thing that I had was uh, F Zero Ninety Nine, which came out right as the uh, as the direct happened, and that is not only is it the first like F Zero game to come out in years and years. I don't even was the last one like on the GameCube twenty years ago. I was gonna say like was, a GameCube that was, game. That's the yeah F Zero X. That was also the only F Zero game I've ever played. Okay, yeah. G- GX is still regarded as like one of the best racing games ever made. GX, yeah. And and for, rightly so. Um I mean, I was never a racing head, but I, I thought it was fun. Oh yeah. And uh of course, F-Zero fans have been languishing in torment for the last 20 years. Um I don't think much has come out of yeah, Captain Falcon appears in Super Smash Brothers. I think that's about the only representation. But yeah, F-Zero, F-Zero 99 is like Tetris 99 is a what they call a battle royale and i guess that you could describe it like that it's um the same type of racing game as like the SNES um F0 but there's 99 people or 100 people was it 99 or i guess 99 oh man 99 I was totally oriented i thought this was like a, a remake of a super nintendo game or something well it basically is in that it's emulating and i don't mean like emulation like rom but it's emulating the style of the snes f-zero phase or era but with the battle royale gameplay of tetris 99 where you are trying to outrace tons of other people maybe a f-zero gx remake is on the near future then that would be cool if they maybe i don't know if they would still do it for switch but maybe it'll end up on the switch 2 you know (laughs) switch 2 uh f-zero fans would just have a heart attack if that ever happened i feel for them but yeah i think that's neat and as i said it's already out like it came out with the direct so um as far as i as from what i understand it's it's pretty fun i've been seeing a lot of people playing it online that's the only stuff i jotted down from the direct Okay. Uh I think I'll be honest. I I only remember those like two Mario games and yeah. Tomb Raider. So it was a I think pretty really decent it. direct. Um, when you factor in Paper Mario and F Zero and Luigi's Mansion, Tomb Raider, and stuff like that. Yeah, I would have liked some like Tears of the Kingdom DLC, but they said they weren't gonna do that. So, right. like, but like, still, what the what the H? But dog. still, Nintendo. Hey, but you know what? Enough of that kid shit. Let's get onto a real ass console. I'm yes. talking about the PlayStation. They also had a direct, a PlayStation State of Play. Yeah, Sorry. you have a direct, more like direct into the garbage. More like, <laughs> well, we have present, present PlayStation, pre- present PlayStation over in Kingdom Gaming delivering the State of Play. The only thing I jotted down Plus. on this one was one thing, which was the uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Resident, Resident Evil 4 remake. 
Um, <laughs> the Resident Evil 4 Remake Separate Ways DLC is coming on, well, tomorrow, 21st. Tomorrow. Or rather, the day that this episode will release, 21st of September. Um, and that is, of course, a remake of the Separate Ways DLC that was included with the original Resident Evil 4. Fuck, on man. The PS2 version. And PC I've been, tomorrow. dude. I've been thinking about this. I wonder what the hell's gonna be different about this, because there's a lot of different stuff. And like, you know, the re with the remake. So I'm wondering, yeah, what's how different her shit's gonna be. I yeah. uh, I, I skipped picking up uh, RE4 remake. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do like a little bundle and I'll get these both. That'd be cool. Oh, a little bundle. Well, little you know bundle. what we can expect. The same atrocious voice actor that they chose to play Ada Wong is back, it seems. So that's uh, consistent. I'm glad <laughs> that all the people harassing her had uh, didn't get to her and she stuck with yeah. it. You know what? I appreciate them not. I mean, it would have been fucked up, but like that they didn't knee jerk and recast the character just because people complained, even though. Yeah. I think it was a bad decision to cast her in the first place. I I appreciate that they still are still going with her even in a DLC because that's consistency. That's you know loyalty to the. the Maybe she'll be better in this. Maybe she really not that much. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Taking all we'll the see. volumes of criticism under the under the, the horrible criticisms to heart. Yeah. Wait, was it? Um. Okay, yeah. There was another one that was Operation Ada, right? Um, uh, another Ada DLC in the original. That was RE4. six. What Operation Ada? Wasn't that se- wasn't that separate ways? No, there were two. What was there separate- were two. What the fuck was separate ways then? <laughs> there was the one um, with. I think separate ways was, was a more one- story oriented, like it's showing you what Ada did when, uh, during Leon's campaign, and then. Operation Assignment Ada. I'm so sorry. Assignment Ada um, was like a, another DLC that was like a mini game more thing that wasn't as much about the story. It was just she was like collecting samples. Is Assignment Ada the one where you fight Krauser at the end? Um, yes. Like on top of the. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, that's I had to look. Yes. 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 You get that cool outfit for her. The uh, cool black outfit. Yeah. More tactical outfit for her huh um but that, i don't know if that's coming to the the remake because again i feel Ada like that would like be extra maybe thing. mixed in like that's like uh, you beat it here's a fight here's the mode oh could be could collect be. all this but separate ways was always the story one the story dlc you know if there was right. anything else from the state of play that seemed interesting i did not note it <laughs> there was uh a lot of other like um, stuff we've already heard about, you know, stuff we've already talked about in the news. Okay. Onward then to One Piece on the Netflix has been rene- renewed for season two. Season two, baby. I'm all for it. I saw, I saw one comment that said that this happened faster than Cowboy Bebop was canceled. Right. Good. Well, that's what happens when, <laughs> you know, you care about what you're making and you stick uh, to at least what matters close to the source material. You know, you don't have to make a one-for-one one remake, but, you know, there are certain things that need to be there. And I think that oh, yeah, one you, you finished it, right? 
We did. Me and Greg finished it. Yes, we did. Good, good ending to the season. It was good. It was a little rushed. I think yeah. that it could have done maybe with a ten season or a ten episode season instead of eight. Because mm. I think I think it's a little quick. I mean, not like in a terribly like noticeable way. But maybe more noticeable because I know what's in the anime, I guess, compared to what they showed you. Yeah. You know, in the live action. I think they could have done with the I have, one or two more. I my gripe and I kinda I kinda wanna spoil the last episode a little bit for One Piece. I don't know, is that is that cool with you, Flask? Or I I mean, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. it really doesn't. Uh but basically there's one thing. Uh so they're in Nami's village and everybody fucking hates her because like they think she sold them out. But in, you know, like the anime manga, they all know that she like what she's doing because she basically she's uh, made a deal with Arlong. She wants to like buy the safety of the village, but she doesn't tell anybody about this in the live action and everybody fucking hates her. Her sister tries to like kill her at one point and oh I was like, God. oh, and then. And then they, uh, like, they show her, like, they show the gold, and they, boom, immediately forgive you. And you're like, alright, that was, yeah, it that is was my only right. Definitely a little different. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do kind of like it the way they do in the anime better. It puts a little bit more of a layer on things. Uh, overall, Shows you that all people in Luffy's crew, because the main point of Luffy's crew is, the people he takes are good people. And Nami just looks like a bad person. <laughs> and you know where she's like oh yeah she's you know just joining all she you basically find out like from uh nojiko nami's sister like all this shit that's going on and you're like oh and even luke's like oh see i fucking told you told you she was a good kahuna it, it, it almost seems like they wanted a more sudden and snappy twist for her character so they didn't they didn't want to make it like in any way obvious that she was like had good intentions because they wanted that like whoa she's really a good person after all maybe maybe which i don't agree with by the way i th- I think I, I think the original way was perfectly fine all but right. next season everybody chopper i can't wait it's gonna be weird as part of the ongoing scam Unity is quietly offering a runtime fee waiver for developers who switch to their mediation as an ad monetization platform. I also saw that uh, Jason Schreier put out a whole piece detailing the Unity situation from the inside a little bit more. The most salient thing to talk about is that apparently in an internal meeting after the backlash started coming out, CEO John uh, Ragatoni that we talked about last week um, said not to worry about it because this was coming one way or another and people were going to react poorly no matter what. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> I like basically that. Basically, they're, and internally, they're basically saying, yeah, well, I mean, of course they're going to react poorly. We're not backing down, though. Yeah, the all right, only... don't back down then. Don't worry about it. Uh, die, die on your hill. That's all that matters. Who cares? Yeah, the only die. message we've got from them is hill. like, um, we hear you. Yeah, we hear you. We're sorry but, about the confusion but, but, and angst. You know, it's like it's always but, you know, it's always your it. confusion as the consumer. It's not our fucking. Yeah, it's, it's always our all. Yeah, it's always right. it's always the customer. You're the fucking idiot. Why weren't you paying attention? 
we'll explain it better. <laughs> we're not changing. Yeah. I mean, we're making we'll, changes, we'll but we're not we're changing. Not gonna, yeah. We're going to change it so you understand it. Yeah. But we're still doing it. Um, and this, like, um, this runtime fee waiver thing is just, like, the icing on the cake of, of what they're targeting, which is mobile platforms, mobile installations, yeah. um, and trying to force all these developers onto their ad yeah. platform, which is, of course, of course, that's what's happening. Response to this and many other things, Unity, um, a bunch of uh, mobile developers <clears throat> are beginning to boycott Unity. Uh, uh, part of what one method they're using is switching off ads on their games, uh, which is an attempt to force Unity into canceling this runtime fee policy. Essentially mm -hmm. saying, okay, now nobody profits. And these are big devs too, from what I was seeing. Like some of the some of the biggest have signed uh banded together already under this boycott. Yeah. There's a name of sixteen studios here in this article. I don't recognize it. any of them because I don't play mobile games, but yeah. yeah. Uh and one really cool story is in response to all of this, Relogic, as in the developers of Terraria are donating $100,000 and $1,000 a month moving forward to Godot and FNA, which are both um, two different competing open source projects. Uh, game engine, sorry. That's cool. Yeah, this, I mean, you cannot construct better marketing for godot and fna at this point like unity just expl imploding itself for no reason and them rising from the ashes is a tale as old yeah. as time <laughs> um and then this on top of that relogic doing something amazing with their uh many many dollars from all the terraria sales is is cool yeah i mean this is just straight charity like they they also are clear that they don't even really use Unity. They just want to uh, promote these guys. Yeah, for the principle of the thing, which is always nice. By the way, I never heard. Did of you know that FNA um, before? No, I I haven't either. I was gonna say though. Sorry. I I noticed the other day that um, Golden Idol runs on Godot. Uh, Old, I saw sorry, it in the again? that uh, Golden Idol, the case of the Golden Idol and oh, its DLCs run okay. on Godot. Yeah. Well, I was just going to bring up uh, in the same light one of my favorite games of the last few years, Cruelty Squad, is made on FNA. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's probably a lot more than we think that are running on these. Yeah, and you I'm don't sure really think about what, what. Yeah, exactly. You don't really think about what like the engine is. Like, honestly, most of the time when we're talking about the game engine, it's in a negative context. Like, like uh, Bethesda and their engine. You know what I mean? Yes. How you just yeah. Know yeah. When it's outdated or when it's failing. Right. This is a gamer. You don't care. It's just the experience. Of course. I'm saying I don't give a fuck, dude. I just want to see some sick graphics and shit. You know? <laughs> bro. I'm with you, you know? bro. I love the graphics. Bill Willingham has put the Fables universe. In the public domain, DC Comics responds, 
Gamers, don't freak out. Fables is not in reference to Fable by Peter Molyneux. No, this is Fables, as in the comic that inspired The Wolf Among Us. Cool. Yes. Hey, wasn't there supposed to be a season two of that or something? Yeah. Yeah, new game. <laughs> Still coming. Apparently. Yeah, when? I want to play it. I mean, I like season one. I think they gave a, a date to Wolf Among Us. I think they did, two. actually. Within, yeah, a recent event, you're right. I'm tripping. Um, but yeah, so Wolf Among Us season two from Telltale is actually one of the things that would pretty explicitly not be affected by this decision, as in because it's like its own property now under Telltale, right? And it can't be affected by the, the shift to public domain. Um, but what this means essentially, from what I was reading, is that like you can't, and DC was it was also pressing this point. You can't use anything that already exists from the Fables universe, like anything that's any comics that have already been published, anything in those is still property of DC. But uh, if you wanted to write new material or make games or movies even in the Fables universe that are unrelated to that, you could. Which is extra funny because the Fables universe is made up of public domain characters and settings and stuff like that. So... It's kind of like returning to its womb. <laughs> it's kind of returning to its its original Mary. form of like, yeah. They have a TV show like this on Disney with like a bunch of. Once upon a time, yeah. In yeah. fact, ABC, I think, was the was the channel that um that made that. They bought the rights to Fables in anticipation of yeah, in anticipation of making Once Upon a Time, because they just didn't want to like step on any toes you know they wanted to they weren't going to adapt fables directly but they wanted to make their own yeah, show that was more or less, similar yeah. enough yeah yeah and i think there was even a plan to like maybe there was even a pilot made i don't know of a fables tv show proper one but that never obviously got made sure um and i like the i like the fables comic um you know bill willingham it's kind of a dicey character these days based on his, you know, politics and the views he's expressed. But um, I think this is a, a funny move to pull just because, as he said, he's had nothing but trouble with DC for the last like 20 years. And as he said, like he has a contract with them that may just maintain itself in perpetuity for not for the rest of his life. But he wants to release the the property, the intellectual property that he still owns as per his contract, into the the world so that other people can do stuff with it. Um, and part of it was actually that he did not... It's like he wasn't given the script to the, to the original Wolf Among Us from Telltale. Uh, like, they wouldn't provide him with the scripts because they didn't want him messing with stuff, like having any interference or an, any input or something like that. Um, obviously, everything with a grain of salt this is just one guy saying what he wants to say, but um yeah it's a it's a it's a move for sure <laughs> putting your ip into um into the public domain after only 20 years which is also sort of a principal thing you know it's like more what i think that, more, yeah, more that, what, that's the point right yes it's more what um what he thinks and what a lot of people think that you know copyright should be it should not be the disneyfied 75 years plus or whatever the, the the original author's life plus seventy five like it's crazy now, and um, 
So he wants to be one of the people who does the right thing and puts it out in a timely fashion so that people can enjoy the property. Anyway. Pretty uh, respectable. You know, I say uh, good on him. Yeah. I tell you what, folks, listen at home. This is some serious shit, right? 20 years. I'll let you guys use the broken campfire name. Thank you, John. Thank you. I uh, actually, John, you don't actually have any ownership to that name. I plan on being like some kind of sure. nuclear puddle or like a nuclear shadow on a wall in like well, 20 years. I mean, this is more to our no guests. This is listeners. This isn't for you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to make a comic book based okay. on Broken Campfire, though. I want I want people right. to go by and be like, oh my God, it's yeah. the Greg Shadow. And they see my shadow like struck and in fear. I do have a surprise for the hosts. What? We do have one more story tonight. Oh, boy. I posted a link. And there's some interactive elements I have prepared. You know how stupid this is? I, if I know what I think you're talking Oh, yeah, you are. We're going to be talking about the fact that <laughs> a lot of Microsoft emails and plans and such that were prepared for the FTC trial over the ongoing acquisition of Activision have been leaked. Originally, everybody thought it was the FTC, and that was a big, well, uh-oh, oopsie, but FTC has gone out into the press and has blamed Microsoft for the leak. Uh, point is, people are pouring over the details and getting some juicy gamer details about some console news, mostly. Consoles, everybody. I know you guys will. I would have... Consoles. Greg, yes, go ahead. Uh, I was I, I was just going to add, like, or to this, but you can, you can keep going, you can go, and I'll, 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 oh, okay. I'll say my piece when it comes to it. Please, everybody, check out the plans for the new discless Xbox. That's is the Xbox Series is the Xbox Series X refresh. Most powerful Xbox ever, now adorably all digital. Brooklyn would deliver 4K Gen 9 console gaming with more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, a more immersive controller, and a beautiful redesign that elevates the all-digital experience of the Xbox ecosystem. Now, you may have caught that I said a new elegant controller. Well, that's, of course... Sebel. Seb Sebil Sebil? What what is that? That's that elf in uh Divinity. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the elf in Divinity. Yeah, I think you're making but, shit. Oh, up. it's the uh, Divinity elf. I see. These are console arts that we're looking at now. Um I don't know, man. I whatever, it's a controller. Looks like an Xbox they've all, controller. They've all, yeah, they've all looked the same for a while. The D pad, I kinda hate the D pad. I, I just, what's what's wrong with having a, just a fucking D-pad, man? Gotta just make like it look different. Buttons. Gotta fancy it up, boy. I just want a four-button D-pad. That's all I want out of a controller. I'd that like just... it. I'd like a computer with the D-pad, or not a computer, Jesus, a controller with the D-pad <laughs> well, and well, the switch. <laughs> like the PS4 controller. I like the PS4 controller yeah. a lot. PS4 is not bad. Okay, what PS4 else is good for fighting games. Oh, you can lift to wake it. Uh, let's see. Some other things about this console. $500 price point. has a USB-C front port. Two terabytes of storage. Unimpressed. The new... Uh, some yeah, of the marketing really features of the new controller are a, quote, direct-to-cloud connection. No, I don't know what that, that means. I don't, I don't know what that means. No, I don't. What, it's a controller. What do you need to connect to the cloud for? 
<laughs> a, a rechargeable and swappable battery. I like uh, that. A swappable and rechargeable battery. Well, so that I is keep nice. Whipping out fucking uh. It's funny. Whipping out double A's. But, it, I but have if it's that rechargeable, for my Xbox One why are you swap? Okay. Alright, but do you remember? Alright. Well, because you have one. I don't know if you guys you remember pop, back in the 360 exactly, days. Remember those brick out, pieces? Put in the charger. Yeah, fair Boom. enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It also has, quote, precision haptic feedback. That's still. Alright, whatever. So do I, bro. Yeah, great. PlayStation, PlayStation <laughs> has it. Alright, move on. Uh, really John? John? Yeah. It yeah. has quiet buttons. What the fuck? What does that mean? <laughs> and thumbsticks. I like to hear my buttons. I want to hear them crack like I'm breaking bones. <laughs> and yeah. finally, it also has lift to wake capabilities. What the? Oh, so you're too fucking lazy to put your thumb on the button and press it so you just take just it, turn it on? That's the dumbest shit I've I, I like heard. the idea that this is. I like I the idea that this is. I can't wait for my bum to. Sorry. I was going to say, I can't wait for my cat to bump my controller and, like, wake it up and right. drain the whole battery Yeah, out. exactly. I was going to say, like, so this is, like, an always-online controller that you can't even control when it's asleep or awake. You Probably can't even has a microphone inside it. <laughs> well, a little eyeball on it's it in the front. Pr- it's pretty badass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, they are, Microsoft, I mean, are eyeing 2028 for a next-gen console. Quite a ways. They Five years. Currently thinking of their next console as a quote hybrid game plat hybrid game platform that will fully utilize the cloud. Quote, we will enable new levels of performance beyond the capabilities of the client hardware alone. Do you think that means uh mobile? Mobile console? Like a handheld? No. No, I mean maybe, but I think that what this is saying is that what they want to do is they want to have like computer farms, server farms, uh, streaming that are dedicated games. to. Well, yeah, basically, either either just a hundred percent streaming games, or they have plans that they can release a cheaper console with like some decent hardware if the hardware is being supplemented by a lot of the processing happening offsite. Right, so they well, would so they would if- be constantly internet connected consoles. Otherwise, they wouldn't work. If they're not going to be making like disc what games anymore, I don't do. have to spend seventy bucks, right, for a disc games since well, well, the uh, production cost is going down. No, you'll pay for that. What no, was it when do. the Xbox One was coming out? Uh, was I forget what the the higher up of that said it though, and it was basically like, if you don't have online, maybe the Xbox isn't the console for you. <laughs> yeah, and they backtracked hard on that, but it seems like they still want that to be like the thing. The thing. Finally, someone is they, picking up Stadia's legacy. Yeah, I think that's hundred percent what they want. They just know that's not like. They just know that's the quiet part now. Right. What else have they been doing? Well, that's that's all in, as far as concrete hardware. Now, Phil Phil's been up there. Apparently, he sent some wild ass emails to his people, uh, discussing plans to buy Nintendo, of all people. Finally, I would like. I'll be honest, I would like Microsoft to buy Nintendo. I would not. So I could get Nintendo games on my they PC. They would be like worse games, probably. They would be, oh, they would definitely be worse games. Uh, not that, you know, well, no, I mean, most of Nintendo's first party games, at least, are they're pretty dang solid. I cannot yeah. say the same for Xbox and PlayStation. Most of them, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, <laughs> sure, but definitely not all of them. 
an email sent in 2020, Phil called Nintendo the prime asset for SE Gaming. I've had numerous conversations with the LT of Nintendo about tighter collaboration. and feel like if any U.S. company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably in the best position. Though he does also say that he doesn't see, uh, really see it working out. He doesn't see a mutually agreeable position for the two companies. Uh, and he's not interested in doing anything like a hostile action. Yeah, that wouldn't I think they good. laughed at him about that. Like, why would we do that? Didn't they? Yeah, didn't they laugh at Microsoft back in the I day? I literally, like, I literally think they laughed they at Microsoft, like, in back, <laughs> they did back because, in long ago. Because Mark, they they felt Microsoft didn't understand them, and they, and they were correct. I mean, and they were whatever. This correct. is this, this is just talk. It's responsible for Phil to just ask the question and fuck around with the idea. Right, put feelers right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just to ask, what if? No dumb ideas. Uh, but and, and and it does sound like he he was realistic about it. Um, but yeah, there's there's absolutely no fucking world in which Nintendo would ever let themselves be bought by competitors. Because I don't, I don't, I feel like in Nintendo's mind they aren't fucking losing. They're doing their own thing, and these other guys are like freaking out. You know what I mean? Like they are. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're doing their own thing for sure. They have been for a while, for some time. Yeah. Uh, also, in the same conversation is is painted as, or in the same series of conversations. Uh, Phil mentioned that Valve would also be another company alongside Nintendo. That would be a great acquisition. Uh, and he would be in full support of merging with or acquiring either company if the opportunity arose. I feel like both Nintendo and Valve would l- commit seppuku before letting themselves be bought by Microsoft. At, by Microsoft, for people? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. Gabe would not never allow that. You'd sooner send everything to the bottom of the ocean with himself. Um, finally, the only thing that people seem to be talking about uh, remaining from that is that no Elder Scrolls 6 for a few more years. Uh, according to Phil, and these emails seem to be a little dated, 2020-2021, Elder Scrolls 6 won't be released until 2026 at the earliest. And PlayStation 5 owners shouldn't expect it at all because the launch is only for PC and Xbox. Good. Not surprising, Garen Starfield's response. Did um, you say and Switch, John? No, I said I hope they cancel it. Oh, okay. But it, you know what? It would be fun. You're right. It would be funnier <laughs> if they put it on the Switch. And Switch. Yeah, keep analyzing the, the the video of those mountains, the, the teaser. I guess the final thing to talk about is um, a quite dated title release schedule was included in this. Uh-huh. Including such things as uh, Starfield, of course, in this release timeline 2021. Um, That's not we right. also have Elder Oblivion remaster. That didn't happen. Yeah, this is so outdated. I just feel like, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, we're going to see so many things in the future, like the Indiana Jones game is supposed to come out. Like, it's so dated. I don't, I, I don't really take too much, you know, with this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So Starfield's going to come out in 2021. And that came Yeah, I guess I'm not really looking at the times. I'm just looking at these right. are the I mean, there are some cool things. I mean, we're looking at some fun things yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about an Oblivion remaster, but, uh, you know, Fallout 3 remaster, Dishonored 3, 
Doom Year Zero. Another Doom game. Yeah. A new uh, a new Ghostwire game. And play. Like I think that we can know for sure from this that Doom Year Zero is in development, and probably so is Dishonored Three, either starting or in development now. Given the release timeline between like Redfall and Dishonored, three years. You know Uh what I mean? Things things that necessarily we didn't even need to be told, but it's just kind of cool to have confirmed. Well, hey, next year we'll have Elder Scrolls Six according to this, and uh, cool. life will be all right. Cool, cool. And they're really, man, the... they, they're really playing an ambitious fucking twenty twenty four, dude. <laughs> yeah, just shove everything to the back of the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was also wondering, like, did we hear about a Project Kestrel before? I feel that name rings a bell. That name sounds familiar to something. I thought that was what That's Starfield was, though. Can't bring no, not coming, huh. not coming to my brain. I was going to get an expansion next that year, though. Name two flask. I just have anything to say about it. Also, a Project Platinum. Land of Project Hibiki. There's a couple projects. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's the Apparently, World one of them Project refers World, to Wonder. Hi-Fi Rush. One of those. Project Ubu. Probably Project Hibiki. Yeah, I think so. But I don't know what Project Kestrel is. Maybe I'll find out later. If uh, I could totally I buy the did. story though that like Starfield was slated to release in twenty twenty one, but based on COVID, COVID. It was delayed it, delayed a little bit, and then yeah, COVID based definitely on, like, destroyed all this. Major major awful launches. They probably really did delay it quite a bit for bug finding and polishing. It's, mm-hmm. Hey, I'll I'll be honest. There's every now and then something. That's a good one, Todd. Happens in, in my game, but it's not like the game is buggy like a normal Bethesda game is in my experience. Correct me if I'm wrong, John. I've definitely I had, didn't have that many bugs. I've had some weird stuff, but nothing game ending so far. The, the craziest one I've had, and it's a very easy fix, that sometimes this happened to me when I was doing a. Oh, no, I mean, you didn't do this chain way yet, yet. I was doing a mission, and I noticed I couldn't find an NPC, and it looked like he was in a room above me. And I looked around for like 15 minutes, and then I finally stopped, and I was like, I think he just floated through the ceiling. <laughs> and I, re- I, I just reloaded the save, where I like walked into that area, and I did, and I sprinted over to him, and sure enough, he was slowly <laughs> rising up, very slowly. I was he was able trying to, to escape this plane. Yeah, I was able to just catch up to him and talk to him, and it totally worked, but... uh. Yeah, watch out. If you ever That's can't hilarious. find an NPC, they may have just floated into the ceiling. Just look up. Yeah. Well, the gravity got turned off, and also right. the ceiling is actually and, uh, an illusionary force field that got turned yeah. off as well. I believe it. Future. It does make me wonder, like, you know, it's 12 years since Skyrim, right? Uh, so, like, it would be a bad look if the game released and it was just as buggy as any of their other products are renowned to be, you know, are infamously buggy. Right, well, and especially um, after Fallout 76 being, like, yes. as buggy as it was, I feel like they really had to cover their ass. Absolutely, yes. All, All right, right, gamers. That gamers. was a good discussion we had about FTC, Microsoft, and at large, the news. Hey, there was some good stuff in there. Thanks, uh, Realogic, for adding uh, some brightness to our week. As well, uh, One Piece fans rejoice. Nintendo, you guys seem like you're going to be eating good this this 
holiday season, I gotta say. Dude, Dude I think it's a good year for gaming. Let good me year. say, you know, Absolutely. for sure. 2023 has been solid. Absolutely. I'm excited for the next couple months. There's some good stuff. Yeah, still good stuff to come, yeah. But just look at what Microsoft's doing. 2024 is going to be the year. Right. <laughs> I have, oh, right, um, right, right. I have that game you recommended to be downloaded. I'm just so into Starfield. Uh, sea of Which Stars. One? Oh, yeah. I haven't even uh, played it, mind you, but yeah. I have it downloaded. It looks cool. I'm just stuck okay, in that Starfield, baby. I just feel like it's a John 5 particularly. I mean, I, I think me and Flash would also like it. And probably Greg, too. But when I saw the game, I was like, oh, I gotta tell John about this. No, I did. I seen the trailer. I, I, I dug it. I downloaded it right away. Hey. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Good luck to Vito on your flight back to Italy. He yeah, that'd be got a here big shame if like, I, like uh, someone put C4 in the bottom and they were pressing the button yeah. right now. Right. And as I was describing this, you were being engulfed in a ball of flame. Eyeballs popping, tongue boiling. Vito, if you can hear this message, you your head's hear gonna nothing. explode right now. His fucking eardrums have popped and they're gone. Wait, I think what shit, happened guys. is just that... No, go ahead, Foss. That he jumped out of a plane and then when he hit the ground, he hit a big bouncy castle and bounced back up into the plane and went back to Italy. I think that's all that happened. I don't no, think he actually, that's actually better than what I was going to say. Like well, no. He's going to be like uh, Peggy Hill in King of the Hill, where she jumped out of the plane and like landed in all that mud. No, Flash, and, like God. broke every bone in her body. No, I know you were watching Vito fall out of the plane, and you've seen him hit the bouncy thing, and you probably looked away because you thought it was all over. But actually, on the bottom of the plane, they do this to keep birds off it. They have uh, large uh, 12 foot spikes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're electrified. The, anti, he, the anti-bird spikes. They the shape them like owls spikes. with the spikes Exactly. On. He impaled himself. Right now he's being electrocuted. Uh, you know, he's doing all the stuff that I said earlier. Wow, I wish this it were This is awful. So what what, what happened for Vito? That's crazy. Yeah. That's just... Damn, man. That sucks. Like, man. Yeah. He's got to learn. got to learn. got to learn this damn. thing. you got to learn. you just got to learn that boy ain't never... That boy man. don't learn. But he'll be on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back though, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably be back. Next I'm, a, I'm a pretty good necromancer. Mm.